France win the first game against New Zealand. I think that sets the tone. I think they're the best team in the world. I'm going to go Ireland. I'm going to get off the fence once and for all. This is our best chance. Really. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. Off the ball daily. And you're welcome to Off the Ball on News Talk. John Duggan sitting in for John Malloy today until 7. Thank you for tuning in. And what a day we have in store sports wise. The All Ireland Club Finals, Premier League Football, Champions Cup Rugby, Ashley and O'Reilly at Croke Park for the Hurling and Football Deciders. We've got regular updates from HQ and all the reaction. Ballyhell Charmock's facing Dunloy in the Hurling. Kimbuka Croke's taking on Glenn of Derry in the football. We've got live and exclusive commentary of Munster's Heineken Champions Cup match against Toulouse. That kicks off in France at 3.15. Dave McIntyre and Fergus McFadden. And we'll provide the call on that one as Munster bid for a decent draw in the last 16. Then we'll change codes and pick up commentary of the Premier League showdown between Arsenal and Manchester United with Stephen Doyle and Kenny Cunningham. You can text us this afternoon on 53106 at a cost of 30 cents. You can also tweet us at Off the Ball. And first up, as always, it is the news round with Aidan Delaney and Anne Marie Donnellan. And Aidan, between 1996 and 2004, Man United and Arsenal, they shared. Every Premier League title, it was the rivalry, and what a game we got to look forward to later on. Yeah, absolutely, and it was around that time, it was kind of 2001, 2002, when I first started watching football, and they were the two teams to watch, you know, you were watching uh, Van Nistelrooy come up against Martin Keown with the, the karate chop, and, you know, obviously the battles between Vieira and and uh, Keane as well, and that we spoke about it recently, about the 2005 FA Cup final, and they were really the two teams that you wanted to, to beat, and as a Liverpool fan, there was obviously that little bit of jealousy watching these two teams share titles between each other, and, you know, really dominate teams, and, you know, the, the Arsenal Invincibles team, and the 99 team, and that kind of thing, so uh, for for somebody growing up in my age, you know, to see Arsenal and Manchester United get back to those kind of heavy heights, and it's still early days, I think, for both Arsenal and for Manchester United in terms of whether they can keep this up for the next couple of years, but certainly right now they're two informed teams and it's going to be a great game later on. The Battle of the Buffet. Yes. Uh, it was just utterly bizarre with Cesc Fabregas throwing the pizza, slice of pizza at yeah. Alex Ferguson. I don't know if this ever happened to you guys, uh, Anne-Marie or, or, or Aidan, ever been involved in a food fight, but that was utterly bizarre. A pizza thrown at me. No, <laughs> I haven't had that one yet, John. Yeah, today's game should be really good. It'll be interesting to see how United cope without Casemiro mm. because he has yeah. been the main man, yeah, since he came in at the end of the summer there. And even not just the quality that he brings to that midfield, but just his presence. It's clear and obvious that players play better when they're alongside him because if you see how Fred, for example, is playing alongside him, he's like a new man since Casemiro came in and since Eric Den Haag came in. So it'll be really interesting to see how they cope without him. But yeah, it should be a really good game, hopefully. Um, yeah, bizarre, isn't it? Like to think that we're back to Arsenal United days obviously such a big rivalry from not that long ago no. yeah so we're kind of almost full circle but it should be good it's mad to think that Arsenal could finish the day we were just working it out earlier eight points clear or the gap could be two points yeah because City play as well yeah, yeah so yeah. it's interesting so it could be a massive day in terms of the title race if City were to drop points again and Arsenal go on and win that game it could be a massive day that we look back on well Fergie and Wenger were the two dominant characters weren't they in the whole thing and Casemiro was not uh, in the United team they beat Arsenal in the reverse fixture back at Old Trafford earlier in the season which Eric Ten Hag has pointed out but yeah this is going to be great this will be great come half four and uh, we're going to start with football and the Premier League 
Yeah, and as I said, Arsenal could be eight points clear at the top of that table this evening or the gap could be down to just two points. As you said, John, second place Manchester City also played today. The Gunners host United at half four in the main game of the day. United are the only side to have beaten Arsenal so far this season. That was when they met at Old Trafford back in September. That kicks off at the Emirates at half four. There's also two early games today, both of which get underway inside the hour at two o'clock. Second place, Manchester City welcome Wolves to the Etihad. And at that one is Peter Smith. A week ago, City trail leaders Arsenal by eight points. A deficit that could be down to just two come around 3.50pm, especially if City find the goal-scoring form displayed in their midweek comeback against Spurs. The art of finding the back of the net has deserted Wolves with only 12 Premier League goals scored this season, 10 less than Erling Haaland's personal tally. At the Etihad Stadium, it's Manchester City against Wolves. Elsewhere then, Leeds and Brentford is at Ellen Road and here's Adam Diori. After beating Cardiff in the FA Cup, Leeds returned to their relegation battle. Boss Jesse Marsh has been full of praise for his side's recent performances, but the cold hard truth is that the Whites haven't won a league game since bonfire night. Contrast that with Brentford, who've only lost one of their last ten league games. Sat two points off the top six, B's boss Thomas Frank has tried to cool talks of qualifying for Europe, but another victory here would raise it again as a possibility. It's Leeds United versus Brentford at Ellen Road. Meanwhile, it is scoreless at halftime between Sunderland and Middlesbrough. That's at the Stadium of Light in the Championship. In the WSL, then, meanwhile, there was meant to be an early game, but Chelsea and Liverpool has had to be suspended. No clarification yet as to what has happened here. At two o'clock, Everton are due to take on West Ham. At the same time, Reading host Manchester United. And then this evening at a quarter to seven, Brighton and Arsenal. Yeah, we also got action in Scotland today um, in the uh, Scottish Cup, Hibernian and Hearts from two o'clock. Let's check in with uh, Ashley O'Reilly at Croke Park ahead of the All-Ireland Club Finals. Ashley, good afternoon. Good afternoon, John. What are conditions like for the biggest day in the club calendar? Already heard a bit of noise there, Ashley. Yeah, there's a good atmosphere, John. You should have seen the traffic coming up the, the M1. I was coming from County Down. It was the whole way backed up outside from Condra. There was flags up on the bridges as you were coming along on the motorway. So you can really feel... You know, the anticipation for this game, obviously having the two Ulster clubs in it as well. And yeah, there's a good crowd in. There's a bit of slight breeze, but no rain as of yet. So hopefully it stays that way. And yeah, we're in for two cracking All-Ireland finals. Yeah, great day. Usually on Patrick's Day, they've moved it obviously now with the, the split season. Now, we'll talk about the hurling in a moment, Ashley, but a half three, the football. Chemical Croaks of Dublin against Derry's Glen, Waddy Grahams. And for Croaks, such a painful defeat last year against Kilcoo. And I suppose they've been counting the day since then to return to the final. They really have, John. Yeah, I spoke with Robbie Brennan, the Kilmacud manager, um, after the All-Ireland semi-final, and he told me that his screensaver is Kilku of County Down. When they lifted that trophy last year here in that All-Ireland final, it was a last-minute goal after extra time that done it. And I think from then on, you know, they've really wanted to get back to this point, and here they are today. So it'll be interesting to see. It'll be very, very close between these two teams. You know, we don't know yet, is Paul Mannion going to play a part? Will he, won't he? He has been back training for quite a number of weeks now, John, so I'd be very surprised if he doesn't feature in some way. I'm sure he'll probably be coming off the bench maybe in the second half, but I expect to see him 
But I think the, the midfield battle here is the big one, John. You have Connor Glass, Emma Bradley, Ben Shovlin and Craig Diaz then of Kilmacud Croaks and that's where this game I think will be won or lost. You know, they're a brilliant midfield partnership in both of those teams. So whoever wins the midfield, you know, well and truly could tell a lot about this game, but there is very, very little between them. Obviously we know Glenn going for their, their first All Ireland, so yeah, there's a lot on the line. Kilcud are seasoned, Ashleen, but this is, as you say, a completely different experience for Glenn, for their players, for their coaches, their management, and also the supporters, the whole community. They're all like there must not be a sinner left in Glenn today. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at some of the scenes uh, last night and the night before, you know, in preparation, and the fans were out in the clubhouse, they're out on the pitch, and you know they had a little bit of a do to get ready for coming up to Dublin to the All Ireland final, and you can really see what it means to them. You know, it does mean everything, and since Mali O'Rourke came in there as their manager in, in 2020 you know he's changed things around they always had a good group of players you know winning the, the minor titles but he really has pulled it all together in the last two years or so and you're really seeing that now and you know last year they were tipped to, to maybe go the whole way it was Kulku that knocked them out and they got over Kulku in the Ulster final this year and now they're looking at Kilmacud you know when I spoke to them they would say to get out of Derry we have to get over Schlockneil to get out of Ulster we have to get over Kilku and now to go on and will the All-Ireland have to get over Kilmacud Croke so they're well up for the challenge and they've they've been you know they've had massive challenges to get to this point so that's something that's going to stick to them as well. Half one is the hurling final, Ashleen. And when you think about Real Madrid and Man United of hurling club uh, scene, you're thinking of Ballyhale Shamrocks, what, eight All-Irelands, and they count TJ Reid, Colin Fenley, Owen Cody among their ranks. They're hurting as well after last year. Obviously hot favourites. Yeah, really, really big favourites going into this game. Um, I think if Dunloy are to have a big say in this game, they have to get a good start, John. You know, that's going to be so so important because they are coming up as you said against the the all-time greats of the game really in the club championship and they have the likes of TJ Reid they do have a bit of a blow Adrian Mullen is out he has um, an injury that came off in the the All-Ireland semi-final and we have got confirmation he is out and Niall Shorthall will come in to replace him Um, you see out on the pitch at the minute that Adrian Mullen he is just in his tracksuit just sort of helping get the lads warmed up but he's going to be out so that's a massive blow but um, look they have strength and depth within the panel to be able to come on Uh, but I wouldn't write often Loy look they're they're a, a brilliant team they've been here time and time again and look they're trying to get over over the the line today for the very first time but uh, some brilliant hurlers in there so who knows John you just don't know in sport you don't Ashley and absolutely thanks for now we'll hear from you throughout the afternoon from Croke Park from the club finals Padraig Harrington 51 years of age this is a great Still story <laughs> ah yeah brilliant stuff yeah, he shot him or he shot a 500 par round of 67 in his final round of the Abu Dhabi Championship today, John, and that left him 16 under all round, fourth on the leaderboard, and just two shots off winner Victor Perez. He finished up on 18 under the Frenchman. One clear of Min Woo Lee. Elsewhere then, in terms of the Irish perspective, Seamus Power finished up on 10 under par. And Shane Lowry, who was best of the Irish going into today, had a nightmare round, four over par round of 76. Saw him finish up nine under for the tournament way back in a tie for 28th. I think he was third earlier on this Mm. morning. So a nightmare day for Shane Lowry. But yeah, brilliant from Padraig Harrington. He shot 13 under par the weekend. 
It's absolutely incredible. Like we were thinking that you know the the kind of success on the seniors tour last year was was just kind of him kind of easing his way kind of out of the game of golf. But uh, there was a brilliant interview on Golf Weekly actually, and I was trying to edit it down for for the show here on a Sunday. And it was two hours I think with with Padraig overall, and I had to try to get it down to you know just under an hour. And there was bits in it where I can't take that out, and I can't take that out. <laughs> Jesus, that's brilliant, and I need to keep this in. It was it was probably the toughest part of of my Sunday that day was just trying to get. Padraig Harrington down to an hour because he's just so intelligent he he looks at the game a different way and you know it's it's certainly starting to to prove on the golf course now as well he's he's still doing it yeah obviously players are fitter now and conditions are better and clubs are better but 51 years of age it's it's something else and like it's not beyond the rounds possibility he could win another major uh, like an open championship or something like that Padraig Harrington I think he's the greatest we've ever had and the club finals uh, just because we were listening listening to Ashling there your club is what? Salt Hill? Salt Hill, yeah. And you won the All-Ireland? Back in 2006. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, was it Goals of Antrim they beat in the final? Kilmacud they beat in the semi-final. You had the final? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was Kilmacud they beat in the semi-final. Do you remember Mark Vaughan? I do. Yeah, he was the main man for them back then. Yeah, so, yeah, God, so long ago now. It's scary to think. But, um, yeah, the finals day last year was a really bizarre day at Croke Park. You could arguably say the two better sides lost mm. in um, Ballyhale and Kilmacud. And it was so crazy. The hurling was obviously the last minute goal. And I remember I text somebody because I was at the games. I text somebody saying that would only happen in hurling. And then the exact same thing happened in the football. It was so bizarre. But yeah, probably in my opinion anyways, the two better sides last year lost um, on the day with those last gasp goals in both games. So it's interesting that they're both back in the final now and both the hot favourites to win as well so you'd imagine perhaps it will be kind of a bit of a setting things straight for them What's your club? Uh, Castletown would be my club so we've we've never actually reached this stage in my lifetime we will have a representative the Andy Merrigan Cup is named after a, a club a club man of ours who unfortunately passed away at, at quite a young age so at least Andy will be rem- remembered on the day so it's uh, there is still a, a Castletown influence on the final Is it a hurling or a football club? It'll be more of a football club but uh, there is a hurling element to it the Lee Mellow side of the club so it's uh, it's you know, current county champions actually in, in Wexford and they actually won the county championship the day after my wedding and I was trying to think <laughs> maybe I'll sneak out and try to get down to Wexford Park but uh, I decided to, to stick with the old wife there so. yeah 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 no 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 you did the right thing yeah uh, Leona Maguire by the way in the golf 16th ahead of her final round of the LPGA's tournament to champion she'll tee off from three under just after quarter past two in Florida Brooke Henderson's got a three stroke advantage over the chasing pack on 14 under par rugby wise we got commentary of Munster and Toulouse folks from 315 and uh, they're into the last 16 Anne-Marie Yes, Champions Cup. That's after results went their way yesterday. So they know going into today's game that they're already through to the knockout stages. Ulster are all so through to the next round they come out on top of a 22-11 win over Sale in Belfast last night with Claremont Auvergne losing to the Stormers an Ulster victory was enough to book them a last 16 spot. Here's head coach Dan McFarland after the game. 
The lads fronted up and, you know, they've, they, over the last number of weeks they've put in a huge amount of effort and things haven't gone our way and on a number of occasions. But, you know, we, you know, we all talked about a special performance in front of our home crowd tonight and, you know, that's our, our first chance to play at home in the Champions Cup. And as per usual, it was, it was absolutely banging tonight. It was electric here. The noise from the crowd was incredible. And, you know, when we needed it in that last sort of 15, 20 minutes, uh, they, they were so loud and, and the guys did the job. I think, look, we put in an 80-minute performance, didn't we? And, in the in the previous three games, we've we've lost in the last sort of two minutes of the game, and you know if uh, if, if if the game was seventy eight minutes um, uh, long, then we we'd have won four in a row now, which uh, um, you know it's uh, it, it seems silly, but was a little bit worrying. But um, yeah, we put in an eighty minute performance there. We got over the line twice, were held up twice, so you know it was pretty convincing as far as I was concerned. And you know the the Sailor are a good team, like they're a really good team, and and I thought we uh, we, we played well both sides of the ball. And we have Leinster pretty much through his top seas now after their win yesterday as well. So, Anne-Marie. Yeah, so Leinster therefore won't play away again in the tournament and obviously the final is in Dublin so they've secured that home advantage right the way through 16 minutes gone meanwhile in today's Pool B clash London Irish lead Montpellier 7 points to no score elsewhere then at half 5 this evening Edinburgh take on Saracens that's in Pool A Tala sprinter Rashid Adelecki set another Irish record last night representing University of Texas in Albuquerque in the Dr MLK Invitational she ran the indoor 200 metres in a winning time of 22.52 seconds. And that's the fastest 200 metre time in the world so far this year. Where's the ceiling for Rashida Adeleke? Like it's, uh, oh, she's going to be a superstar. Yeah, she's brilliant. Tennis-wise, what's happened at the Australian Open today? Yeah, more shocks at the Australian Open overnight. Men's world number seven seed Felix Ariange Alassime was beaten by unseeded Yeri Lehachika and he'll face Stefanis Tsitsipas now in the quarterfinals. That's after he won a five-set battle against Yannick Sinner in Melbourne. And that came after a massive shock in the women's draw. Agash Fiantek was knocked out in straight sets by Alina Rabakina. And seventh seed Coco Goff is also out after losing to Yelena Ostapenko. All of the finalists from last year years Australian Open are already gone now I know Ash Barty obviously retired and in the men's um, Nadal was hurt wasn't he yeah and and Djokovic didn't play last year but all of the finalists are already gone Coco Goff's a surprise I thought she was looking well set yeah absolutely she seems to be this kind of hyped up uh, teenager and obviously especially on the female side of tennis there's always this kind of uh, coming force you know it was obviously Serena Williams for so long and then you know there was the Coco Goff is kind of taking on that that mantle of you know the the next big star and I I think she definitely does need to kind of get at least one major under her belt kind of early on in her career just to kind of set her up she might just have these kind of setbacks every so often and, and, and it's another one today so I definitely think that she's definitely one to keep an eye on Bit of racing today as well, Amory. Yeah, there is racing ongoing currently at Thurless, a seven race card there underway. And the first race, the 10 past one, was won by the Willie Mullins trained Allegory Devassi, ridden there by Paul Townend after going off the odds on favourite. 
Okay, how do we see uh, Arsenal and United going in later on, Aidan? Um, I definitely think that this is the this is the watermark for Arsenal now. I know obviously they still have big games coming up against Chelsea, and there's kind of a run of Chelsea, uh, City, and Newcastle. I think in April for them, so that's obviously going to be a testing time. But I think if you get a win today against a resurgent Man United side and they'll come up against City in the Cup very shortly as well. But I think today, if you manage to get that victory, it's just such a confidence boost. It's such a, a kind of shot in the arm. It's something you can turn back to when you are at dark times when you're kind of a goal down at half-time later on in the season and say, listen, we came up against probably this, the, the informed side at the minute in, in Man United. So I think if Arsenal can just manage to even eke out a win, a 1-0 victory, they'll take anything today. And I think that might be the... I've said it for the last couple of weeks that Arsenal are going to win the league. And I think this will definitely kind of rubber stamp it today if they manage to go eight points clear. How do you see it going? Yeah, I said if they could get six points out of the three games with Tottenham, Newcastle and United, they'd win the league and they already have four. So if they were to get three today, seven points out of arguably their toughest window, um, I think, yeah, if they win today, they're going to win the league. France win the first game against New Zealand. I think that sets the tone. I think they're the best team in the world. I'm going to go Ireland. I'm going to get off the fence once and for all. This is our best chance. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now.